0: Welcome to the Six Figure Influencer Podcast. I'm your host, Allie Reeves, and my purpose is to help women grow their online businesses, influence, and income with ease. I've built a multiple six figure business on social media and have mentored now thousands of women across multiple industries on how to do the same. If you're ready to drop the excuses, learn all the juicy secrets and step fully into the six-figure and beyond boss that you're meant to be, then you've come to the right place. Let's get started. Welcome to the Six Figure Influencer Podcast. I'm so happy you are here. So last week, episode 153, if you haven't listened to that, Please go listen. You do not have to listen in order. You can totally listen to that first or this first and then go back. But man, you are missing some really, 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 really inspiring, juicy lessons that I shared from the Conscious Leader Retreat. Again, that's episode 153. But at the end of that episode, I teased this one because I shared four four of like my, my favorite lessons that I learned from that whole life changing experience. And I was going to include this one that we're going to go into today. But this one was so impactful for me, that I knew I had to dedicate a whole episode to it. So that's what we're going to do in today's episode. And Yeah, if you haven't listened to episode 153, where this came from is a couple of weeks ago, I went on a trip of a lifetime to the British Virgin Islands to something called the Conscious Leader Retreat hosted by a dear friend of mine, Kelly Brock and Brittany Turner. We stayed on Brittany Turner's private island. Yes, it is hers. Again, you can go back to 153 to hear all about that. And they hosted, it was mostly Kelly's retreat. And they just gave us this, again, this life-changing experience. And we were there for three full days and nights. And each day, there were two sessions hosted by Kelly and Brittany. So one each, each day. And the mic drop trajectory-changing, just insane knowledge and wisdom that was imparted on us during these sessions. I'm forever grateful. And what we're going to go into today was probably my favorite. When I heard this, and this came out of Brittany's mouth, this is Brittany Turner's quote, and I checked with her. I was like, I Googled it and nothing came up. Did Like, did you say that or did you get it from somebody else? She said, it's mine. I was like, of course it is. But when she said this, my jaw dropped because I instantly, I knew exactly what she meant. I instantly knew exactly how I was doing this to myself. And it just shifted everything. Like, I can't unhear it it shifted everything. And I have it written on my bathroom mirror. You'll see it in content. It just, I don't know, you know, sometimes you see something, a quote, or you hear something that just stays with you, and this is one of those quotes. And I gave a preface to this quote, um, kind of like a a pre-warning to this quote in 153, and I'll say it again here don't, I don't want you to take this literally because it does use the word Satan. And we all have probably very complex, loaded beliefs and opinions on what, who Satan is. Um, and that's not important to me. I took this more of like a metaphor and, uh, and again, it it really resonated with me. So I'm not like actually thinking this is like a person, but you might, and that's fine. But here's the quote. Satan's not trying to kill you. He's trying to make you ineffective. All right. And what this means to me is we all have a higher version of ourselves and a lower version of ourselves, right? There's there's light energy. There's dark energy. There's duality in everything, including within ourselves. We all have different versions we have, you know, the ultimate best version and then we have the version of ourself that we don't necessarily want to live as forever. And that doesn't mean that we can't love that version of ourself and have compassion for that version of self. Not to say that that version of ourself doesn't serve a purpose. That's not what I'm saying at all but I think you probably know what I mean, right? There are moments in your life where like, wow, I'm really proud of how I showed up then. I'm really proud of how I was leading my life during that moment. And there are other times when you look back and you say, wow, who is that person? I don't even recognize her or wow. I, I love her. I feel for her, but I'm so thankful that I got out of that. And you might be in a season now where you feel like that's where you are. And that's okay. Like for me, I feel like, I mean, I feel like I have moods where I dip into the worst version of myself, definitely. And it's like, wow, I I need to snap out of it. So again, take, you know, you can kind of like interpret this however you want to, but how I am is we have this higher and lower self, right? We have the best version of ourselves and the version that you wouldn't call your best. And to me, what I consider the best the best version of myself, the best version of anyone, what that means to me is that you are pursuing and living in integrity with your highest values, whatever they are. So that's gonna look different for me. That's gonna look different for you. That's gonna look different for your mama, your sister, your best friend, And the people that aren't your favorite people, right? It's going to look different for everybody. So the best version of all of us is we're living and pursuing in integrity with our highest values, all right? And then to me, the worst is essentially you're just going in a different direction or you're not moving, evolving, or growing much at all, a.k.a you're being ineffective. You're not effective in the pursuit of what you want to create in this world and the possible impact your life could have while you're here on this earth. I think we should say that again. The worst version of you is not moving in the direction or at all in the pursuit of what you want to create in this world And the possible impact your life could have while you are alive on this earth. So I believe that we are all capable of bringing to fruition the best version of our lives, the the version of our lives that we dream at night, the business, the relationships, all the things I believe, if it's in your heart, we are capable of making it happen if you are willing to be effective in the pursuit of it. But what I love so much about this quote and what hit me so hard about it is because the things that make you ineffective or less effective in the pursuit of that highest version of your life in the pursuit of the values that you hold dear to your heart those things are not scary things, right? It's not like the boogeyman popping out and, you know, it's, it's not, these things are, are the, like, so simple, little things that add up, little things that in the moment you don't think much about in the moment you make excuses for because you're human and, oh, it's just one or it's just two or It's just, you know, this or whatever, like these little things add up to make you overall less effective and in some ways a lot less effective. And that's why I was like, oh my gosh, that's so good. I instantly knew what she meant by this. So at the retreat during one of Brittany's sessions, she had us do this whole practice where and I'm not going to give it away because I don't know if this is something that she only shares with her mastermind members or women that that are at these retreats so I don't want to like give away her secret sauce because this was such an incredible exercise but I will say that it included us making a life plan and she has this strategy for creating a life plan and this could be You could do it for your full life. You can do it for your business. You can do it for your, you know, your relationship with your partner, with your kids. You really, like any, any important thing in your life, you can, you can and now, I, I believe you should create this life path, like starting at the very end, like go back the very end when you die, when you think you'll die then work yourself backwards. So we're not just starting at five years. We're not starting at 10 years. We're going, we're starting all the way back and then working backwards to now. And the way that she taught us to do this, I'm, I've never been taught this way before. I've never seen it done this way. And I personally, I'm not a big traditional goal setter, some, I guess the way that I've learned it in the past never really resonated with me. It felt so boring and masculine. I don't know. It just, something about it just felt so, I don't know. I don't know why I didn't like it, but this is the first time that I've gone through something like this, where you're like actually making a, like a goal setting life plan. And it felt fun and it felt effective. It felt like, wow, this makes so much sense. And, you know, in this plan, you're making a list of things that you need to do in order to get to your ultimate goal in this life, this relationship, this business. What are the things that you need to do? And then at the end, for the 90 days, we did a list for what to not do, what to stop doing. And that was really impactful for me because it's really easy to say, okay, I'm going to write this book. I'm going to grow my podcast to whatever, or I'm going to, I'm going to network with these people or join this thing, or I'm going to hit this level in my business, or I'm going to achieve this in my marriage. And all that is, is fun. And it's fun to think about, but there are things that we all do right now that are sabotaging our path to the thing that we want to create, but it's sneaky. It's not, su- these things aren't super obvious and we're going to get to them and just, I give, I give some like very common examples that we all could be improve on. I, I believe in my, most of us can improve on all of these things or most of them. So if you don't put on the list, okay, if I want this, if I want this life, if this is the highest version of the life that I can dream for myself right now, here's what I need to do logically, but here's what I need to stop doing because these things are holding me back, slowing me down, getting in my way, sabotaging me. These things are making me less effective in the pursuit of this thing. So what I liked about this too, that she included, because she showed us an example of hers, which was so helpful. And it was, I think like, when you go to sit down to do one of these, the most obvious thing to write on these plans are like the needle movers the obvious things like i said right? write the book make the money start the business network with so and so but she also included lifestyle choices as well relationship choices as well because when you are living your life it's not just the needle movers right you're living your full life there's a lot more going on so If you want to create a big life, you need to think of it from a holistic approach. What are other things that you're doing or that you could stop doing that are that again that are sabotaging you? So this included things like eating better, working out more consistently, who to spend time with, who to be intentional about spending your time with. Um, What to stop doing, like binge drinking, watching so much reality TV, driving carelessly, putting everyone else first over yourself. These are things that like, whenever I've made five-year plans and life plans, I, I don't think about these things. It's always like, again, like I said, write the book, start the podcast, hit X figures. And it's like, cool, but how are you gonna get there? And it takes a lot more than the actions that impact the direct outcome. There are a lot of indirect actions that also make such an impact, all right? So again, like we went over what to stop doing, AKA like the vices that are slowing you down and putting your life and health at risk, AKA sabotaging your growth, AKA making you ineffective. All right? So Satan's not trying to kill you. He is trying to make you ineffective. It's a lot more insidious than just trying to kill you. You think it's obvious. You think it's like there's something to hide from, but it's the things that we are doing to ourselves. We are our own worst enemies. We are the ones. It is us that is standing in the way of what we want to create. And that is how sneaky this can be, which is like, ah, oh, isn't that, it just blew my mind. Anyway, so when I was thinking about this for myself, like, okay, this rung so true for me and I knew instantly and, and ever since I got home, like, like I said, I can't unhear this quote and everything I do, I think to myself, like, is this making me effective or ineffective? Like that's to the point that I've gotten, which I love. And also at times I'm like, dang it. Like it's so much more, it's it's nicer sometimes going through in bliss, like not really thinking about it. And by the way, I want to say this too. This might come across very preachy and I'm I'm aware of that. And this might come across too of like, because some of these things that I'm going to share with you below are things that are fun, are things that aren't that bad, are things that all of us do and are going to continue to do, myself included. And I'm not saying to not live your life. I'm not saying to not have downtime. I'm not saying to not cut loose. And be lazy and rest because all of those things are just as productive. But my point is with this, is it's the things that we're doing consistently that we are unconscious about, where we're not, like at the very least, be consciously aware of what you are doing and the decisions that you're making. Because when you make a decision from a conscious place, okay, you know what, I'm going to eat this cookie, even though I know it's not good for me because I want it because it's freaking delicious and I freaking love cookies and I've been taking such good care of myself and I I am going to enjoy this cookie. I'm going to indulge. Like that is a conscious decision, right? I'm going to watch this show because I am so proud of all the things that I did this week. I've had a long day. I've been present with my family. And now it is my time to turn it off and just relax and zone out with my favorite housewives. That is a conscious decision. What's not a conscious decision is binging cookies and not even really thinking about the impact that it has or allowing yourself to binge watch a show starting at nine o'clock at night, going to bed at one or two o'clock in the morning, sleeping in, not getting the workout in, not getting the work done, not being in a good mood and not being conscious of what the, the impact of that one decision. So that's my point with this. It's all about, and that's, that's Kelly's whole mission with Conscious Leader is creating intentional women in their lives and businesses where we are aware, we do set the vision. We we are intentional with the decisions that we make and the thoughts that we think and the things that we do. So that's all my point. This doesn't mean that you can't indulge. This doesn't mean you can't have fun. And God knows I am still right now. Like, trust me, I had cookies the other night and who cares about cookies? But okay, anyway, You get what I'm saying. So these are the ways that I think are some of the sneakiest, easiest ways that make us at times, sometimes the most least effective. All right. And I picked these because I know that most of us struggle with most, if not all of these, or maybe not struggle, but... Again, these can be the sneakiest. I know they are for me. So I'm going to assume that you might be in the same boat too, which is why I picked these specific things. So I picked, let's see, one, two, three, four, five ways that we allow ourselves to become less effective. Now, again, this is us. These are our decisions. Okay. So number one, heads down in our phone. One of the the favorite things that I, I love that Kelly says is heads up, heads up, eyes up. Which means like, pay attention. Look at the life in front of you. There's so much beauty. There's so much, even during crappy times, like this is your life. Don't miss your one life because your head is down in your phone, on social media, in emails, or whatever the case may be. It's just, yeah, it's, and this is something obviously that I struggle with so much because my business is on my phone. My, my whole livelihood is i can i can access through my phone my phone is always with me so my business is always with me distraction is always there at our fingertips it's always an option not to mention the hits of dopamine the addiction it's absolutely an addiction so what i mean by this heads down our phone like not that we're not going to stop or we're going to stop looking at our phones But the way that I mean this is falling into the trap of being more interested in someone else's life than the real life that's unfolding in front of you. You know, it's really easy to do that. We all have our favorite influencers. We all have our favorite inspirational people to follow. And that doesn't mean not follow them. Please keep following me. Please watch my stories, <laughs> But be conscious about it. Be intentional about it. Have a time and a place. So, and by the way, the way that I've set up these examples is I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you these five examples. And with each one, I'm going to give you the different ways that it makes you less effective in the pursuit of your values in your life and creating the life that you could create. So, Heads down in our phone, number one, being more interested in someone else's life. What this does is I think number one, the most obvious one, it wastes our precious time. Apple sends us, if you have an Apple, I don't know if Google does this, but you get the notifications each week of how much, how many hours you're spending in your phone. And mine stays at like somewhere between five and seven. That's a lot of freaking time that I could be sleeping, spending, obviously spending time with my family, obviously doing something impactful in my business. And yes, that's high for me because that's where my business is. That's my excuse and I'm sticking to it. But I don't think it needs to be that crazy. So I think the number one example is the waste of our most precious commodity, our time. And then the second way it makes us ineffective is, you know, missing out on opportunities and moments in our life because we're trying to capture it on a phone or we're, we're capturing somebody else's big moments on our phones. Social media is incredible, right? The, what we have access to in terms of entertainment, and we're going to talk about entertainment in a minute. It's incredible. There's never been better shows. There's never been more captivating ways to make content, but It's a blessing and a curse. It's a blessing because it's freaking awesome and it's very entertaining in the moments that we crave entertainment. But it's also wildly distracting and it can make you... It can... How can I say this? There's a way that I want to say this that I think will land. It tricks you into... Getting the high from somebody else's life than pursuing that high in your own life, right? It's like, um, Chris calls it buffering. Like anytime I'm on my phone and he knows that I'm just like scrolling because I'm just numbing out. He he like he was like, "Oh, are you buffering?" And that's what it is. It's like you're getting that high from somebody else's life. So somebody else is out there living their best life or putting out the facade that they're living their best life and you are letting that satiate your own desire for also an exciting, entertaining life. But instead of creating it on your own and doing the things to create your own expansive life, you're getting that hit From somebody else. Isn't that crazy? And then the third way that this makes you less effective is obviously comparison, right? Which, you know, you you see somebody else's life. You see what they are letting you see. We don't even know if it's real, but we see that we're like, why doesn't my partner do that? Why aren't my kids that good? Why don't I drive that car? Why don't, you know, and yeah, it just sucks the fun out of what's going on in your own world, right? So those are the ways that having your head down in your phone unconsciously makes you less effective. The next thing that comes up for me when I think about this is what you put in your body. Eating crappy food, not taking care of your body or moving it consistently, I think this is one that's probably the easiest to let slide because we forget, or at least I know I used to, I, would, I wouldn't I would correlate what I eat and how I take care of myself with my business because I'm not a wellness business. I'm not a fitness instructor. I get to sit my happy butt in a chair and talk to you through a mic behind a screen so there's not a lot of energy that goes into it. Or so it's so easy to think, but that's actually not true at all because what you eat, how you take care of yourself affects your focus, affects your creativity, affects your mood, affects your overall confidence, all of which goes into how you show up in your business, not to mention your relationships and everything else in your life. So, Recently, I mean, you know, at the BVIs, I, one of the things that I loved while we were at the retreat is they they like, they like had chefs who were incredible, and they only so- served foods that were anti-inflammatory. So no processed sugar, no processed anything, no alcohol. There was a little bit of alcohol in the last day, like celebratory champagne and, and such, but no alcohol, all fresh, all organic. And I mentioned in episode 153 that most of us at the retreat, we got very little sleep. We were running on very little sleep. We were going to bed a little bit later, getting up super early for like sunrise activities. But we all felt freaking amazing, or at least everybody that I talked to. I felt freaking amazing. I noticed like a change in my skin while I was there, which of course has to do with the weather, the warm weather as well. But like I've been dealing with this inflammation, for, like post-COVID inflammation, which I've talked about before, that for like a full week did not flare up once. I cannot tell you. Th- I mean, th- that's never happened since it started happening. I know that it has to do with the food and, and and everything else that was happening. So this is something that we've been in my house more mindful of um, just for the for a while. We've been eating... Way less sugar, the least amount of processed sugar as possible. Um, way, 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 way less processed foods. Very little um, dairy, and we've been moving more, exercising more frequently. Um, well, consistently, I should say. And of course, there are seasons to this. You know, we just went yeah, we just went through the holiday season just a few months ago, and. We definitely indulge, which is perfect because we're conscious about it. But I kid you not, just last week, Chris and I were getting ready for bed. And he was like, I feel so good. He said, I still have energy. He was like, I... And and I remember we used to have these conversations it would be like five o'clock at night. He'd be like, why am I so tired? Like I work out. We don't eat that bad. Where, like, why do I feel this way? And I was feeling the same way too. And we were just reveling in how good we felt last night at nine o'clock at night, getting ready for bed, still had energy. And I know, I know it has to do with what we are putting in our body and how we are taking care of ourselves. So when you aren't conscious about this and you aren't careful, how this makes you less effective is like we've already covered lack of energy. Number one, you cannot eat a bunch of crap and then feel good. Like there's no way. And if you do, I can guarantee you that you're just used to that level of good and it could be like you would blow your mind how much better you could feel because I used to think I felt good, too. When I used to eat all the crap that you see, which was not that long ago, I was like, yeah, I feel pretty good. Like I, I'm most of you know, I'm, I'm pretty healthy. I feel pretty good. I'm, I have fatigue and, you know, just like everybody else. And that that was my normal. So that was good to me. That was my baseline. And then when we cleaned it up, I was like, that wasn't good at all. I had no, when you, when you lack sight, you lack vision, right? Like I had no sight for what good was. And now I do. When you obviously aren't taking care of yourself, you get sick more often, right? Like that processed sugar, all that processed crap is awful for your, for your immune system. When you're not moving, when you're not feeling good, you get sick more often. You cannot create A beautiful life. You cannot live to your fullest potential if you're sick consistently or if you don't live past 50. I mean, I guess you could, like, you could absolutely create a ton of impact before then, but most of us would like to live past 50 or past 40. But if you're getting sick or if you get really sick because of the crap that you're putting your body or because you're not taking care of yourself then that's going to be your focus, not the things that you build in your life. And then the third way this makes you ineffective is you're less happy, right? You're less happy with your appearance. You're less confident. You're probably not happy with how you feel, with your productivity. That's going to ripple into relationships. All around, like, look, I mean, that section alone, what you eat alone is such a massive example. And that's just one way that we make ourselves less effective. Another way that we make ourselves ineffective is um, not being mindful of how much input we have each day, all the content we're taking in. And I've talked about this before, right? Social media. Television, podcasts, even music. Like we're just constantly inputting, 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 but we're not taking time to listen to ourselves, to allow ourselves to think and have thoughts and process emotions and situations. We're just constantly inputting. And, and yeah, I don't know how else to say that. Um, and I think also, You know, we can do this with really good content. Like you can can listen to the best content all day, every day. But this is still a problem if you're not taking the time just to be quiet, just to hear your own thoughts. Again, process your own stuff. Even with good content, this can make you less effective. But this is multiplied when you're taking in crappy content content that does not serve you, right? So the first thing that comes to mind, a lot of you are not going to like me for this, crime podcasts, crime shows. I love them too, okay? But that is not serving you. That is the most dark, negative, scary, and real life crap that you are putting into your subconscious for hours, some people, every day for some people. Tell me how that is serving you. And again, one off for some entertainment, fine. Just be conscious about it. But like, if you don't know the power of your subconscious and the power of input and the things that you are consistently listening to and watching, do some research because that crap is is severely altering the lens that you look life through. And the way you think and the way that you feel, it's not the vibe. So I know I probably just lost a lot of followers for that or listeners, and I'm sorry, but I I was right there with you. I was right there with you until I learned about this stuff and I was like, oh my gosh, what am I doing to myself? So the ways that this makes you ineffective, obviously waste of time. You know, if you're constantly inputting, then you're not being productive, and, you know, depending on what the thing is, again, it changes your view of reality. Depending on what you're watching or listening to, you're you're at a lower frequency. You can't listen about graphic, horrific murders and expect to be high vibe. Sorry, those it doesn't mix um, unless you're a psychopath and you get off on that. And then, you know, maybe maybe that's your jam. So I guess you can work with that. Um you could lose sleep, right? So like if you're this this goes back to the example of like watching shows at night. Cool, watch a show. But the problem is when you are binging on a weeknight and you're not conscious about it and then that ripples into and affects the whole next day, which could affect the the day after that, you know? So it's just like again, do you just be mindful of of the consequences of it. And then finally, the way that this makes you ineffective is you're not giving yourself enough space for original ideas, right? If you're constantly inputting, you're constantly listening to other people's ideas, to other people's opinions and perspectives. What about your own? You could be a freaking creative genius. You could come up with the next best whatever. But if you don't make sense space to hear your own thoughts and curate these things, it won't come through because you're constantly listening to other people's stuff. And then the last, no, nope, two more examples. And I'm going to go through these quickly because my computer is about to die. Um, but but we can There's These aren't as deep. Well, they are. They're actually really deep, but I can say them quick. So the second to last way that we make ourselves less effective is is not nurturing our most valued relationships. I am guilty of this. I am very driven. My business is my hobby. My hobby is my business. It's my passion. I think about my business all day, every day, truly. It's it's like all I think about. I kid you not. I don't have a hobby. I have a business. I have a family. <laughs> And, and that's fine with me. Like, I, I'm happy. That lights me up. But where I'm guilty of this is I forget that I have other values in my life sometimes. Chris, Cruz, my family, my friends. I joke all the time. And it's not funny that I'm an awful friend because I don't like texting. I don't like being on the phone because I'm on my phone all the time for work. So I very rarely reach out to friends unless like we're hitting it up on social media, you know, and it's just like, but those people are valuable to me. I care about those relationships, but I let work, which is also very valuable to me. I I let that take priority over the rest of my relationships. And this is something that I personally am working on. So, you know, back to that life plan, and you can make one for, you should make one for your relationships as well, because you, if you look at your calendar right now, you're going to notice, okay, where your priorities are. Everything on my calendar has to do with my business. I don't, I don't have date nights penciled in for Chris. I don't have play dates penciled in for cruise or dates with my girlfriends or whatever. So that is something that I need to be more mindful of. So when you aren't mindful of nurturing the most important relationships in your life, how it makes you less effective is because that's easy to do when things are going well. But when things aren't going well, when all of a sudden you need to save your marriage or you you need to fix a relationship with a friend or a kid, where do you think your focus is going to go? Chris is the most important relationship in my life. Cruz is the most important relationship of my life. If we're not good, I'm not good. And if I'm not good, I'm not going to show up good for you, good for my business, good for my team, good for my clients, good for anybody. And I would assume that's probably similar to how you would be as well. So it makes you less effective because you you end up losing focus in the other important areas when you all of a sudden need to go fix that relationship or when there's a problem, when you've neglected it for so long that now there's a problem. And also it affects your overall mood, right? When I'm not good with my people, I'm like, it, it shows all over me. I'm an open book. So this is a really big piece that's super important. That's It's easy to leave out of the plan because it, when we think impact we think of again the business the the people that we help the the amount of money that we make and that we give away but it's really easy to forget like the people who are in our home what's the impact that you want to make with them too they have to be part of that plan part of that intentionality and then finally A really, really big way that I think we all make ourselves ineffective or have at least before is when we lack a vision. I shared in episode 153 that like a big theme of this retreat and something that Kelly said again and again is that when you lack sight, you lack vision. You can't have vision without sight. You don't know what you don't know. So without a vision, without seeing and understanding, oh, I could do that. That's what I want with my life. Like, that's what I actually want to create. You're not going to aim for it. If you don't have a target, you can't aim for it. And this doesn't mean that all of us get that. I mean, that like you you have to want to do these insane life changing things like starting a massive Fortune 500 company or a foundation or saving children or anything like that at all. Like, this could be you being so present with your family and raising the most beautiful thoughtful, giving, gracious children. This could be you traveling the world and just living your most abundant, fun life. This could be you creating your art. Whatever that looks like for you, just make sure that you're taking the time to be clear on what that vision is. Because if you don't, then you're just going to waste time playing small. If you don't know how big you can go, you're going to waste your time playing small. And that's one of the ways that this makes you ineffective. Because it'll be a lot easier for you to get your fix for fun, for entertainment, for adventure, watching somebody else live their truth, live their best life, than you going out and creating it if you don't have a vision for your own. And then the last way or the way that... You know Another way that this makes you ineffective is, again, you're not living to your full capability. We are all meant to bring our dreams to fruition, whatever that looks like for you. But if you don't take the time to get clear on that dream because you're always looking down or you're not considering it, then you're just not living to your full capability. I don't know what else to say. And you might be cool with that. But I don't think if you're listening to this podcast, that's, that's something you would agree with. So anyway, again, what's so fascinating about all of these things, if we go back to that quote, Satan's not trying to kill you. He's trying to make you ineffective. It's us that are making the decisions. It's you against you. It's so easy to to think that somebody is holding us back or a situation is holding us back. It's so easy to dip into victim mentality. When we are the ones making these decisions consciously or not every single day, all day, it's us. We are the ones who are creating the circumstances that we think are holding us back. We are the ones who are creating the limitations that we think are holding us back. Now, that's not true for every single thing. So don't come at me. But for a lot, it's us. We have a lot more control. And that's where the consciousness comes from. That's where the intentionality comes from. My hope is that now listening to this, you can't unhear it. Sorry. Sorry in advance. (laughs) That you now are going to go around and ask yourself, like, is this serving me? That doesn't mean you can't indulge or relax or partake in a fun scroll. We all do it. We're all going to continue to do it. But consciously, know what you're doing. Understand how it's affecting you. That is how you take control of your life and start pointing it in a direction that you actually want to go. It's really not that hard. Like These things add up. These tiny things, we don't give them enough credit. They add up and they can add up to something extraordinary and they can also subtract to something less. I hope you enjoyed this. I hope it didn't come across too preachy because per usual, I'm preaching to myself. But if you enjoyed this, I would love to just tell me, reach out to me on Instagram at Allie I Reeves. Let me know what you think about this. Share it in your stories if you feel called. Leave a review if you feel called. All of those things are so helpful and such a kind way to say thank you if you enjoyed this. Or even better... Do something with this. Listen to this. Be more intentional. You would be shocked. Like I am shocked how fast these small decisions add up and actually make a difference in my day-to-day life. It's kind of crazy. Instant gratification almost. It's a vibe. I want that for you too. I love you. I will see you here again next week. Goodbye. Hey friend, thank you so much for listening. My goal is to help as many women as possible. And if this episode supported you in any way, the very best way to show your appreciation is by simply screenshotting this episode and sharing on your social media or with your team, or even better dropping me a review on whatever platform you're listening on. Don't forget, if you're looking for additional support, you can always reach me on Instagram at Allie I Reeves, and or you can join us in the free Six Figure Influencer Facebook group. See you back here next week.